Back with a new interview with a truly iconic scream queen, a legend of horror, Linnea Quigley. Now, I'm such a horror fan, as many of you guys know. So, you know, when I think about getting different guests on this show... I, there's there's many different ways that I go about that. Uh, and again, I always love when people give me suggestions. So if you have any, be sure to send those to me. But, you know, I'm, I've been a fan of Linnea for forever. And I love her movies. I love her acting. I just think she's everything. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out to her. And so I contacted her manager and she was so lovely and she agreed to be on this. And she doesn't have um, a bunch of experience herself with uh, ghost experiences, but she does read tarot. And so we talk about that and we talk about various topics. Um, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But if you don't know Linnea, I highly recommend a Google search and getting into some of her movies. She's probably best known for movies like Return of the Living Dead, Night of the Demons. Um, she did some some of these really fun, I guess you could say campy, kind of comedic horror movies like Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers and, um, oh, there's this one called Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama, which is real fun. And uh, she also, in the 80s, did a workout tape with zombies and various horror ghouls called, I think it's called the Linnea Quigley Horror Workout. Um, so check that out. There's some clips of it on YouTube. It's just, it's so good. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, so I'm going to do a little bit of a longer intro today because our our conversation together was not super long. So I was just going to you know, talk about a few different things. First up, I wanted to talk about some good paranormal stuff that I have watched recently, if you're looking for recommendations. I just watched Steve Gonsalves's uh, new documentary that came out, and you might know Steve from, let's talk about iconic, I mean, Ghost Hunters, the current show Ghost Nation. He has a new documentary called The House in Between. I just rented it. I enjoyed it. It's about a woman that lived in a haunted house and she still owns it and she doesn't want to go back in there because things have gotten creepy. And there's some pretty cool footage, you know, with these documentaries. Well, you know, we're, we're also used to watching these paranormal shows where, as Karen Kilgariff was joking with me, a lot of times nothing happens when you watch them. So when you see something happening, it's terrifying and in this documentary there's some pretty cool stuff that happens in real time so it's it's incredible that they caught it on film 
And uh, so I recommend it and I, I, I enjoyed it and I thought it was an interesting look at somebody that has to deal with this and how it affects their life. And um, it just seemed very raw and real in that way. And so uh, I would love to talk to Steve on the show at some point, but um, until then, go watch The House in Between. Um, I, I liked it. Another thing I want to do was update you guys a couple weeks ago. I had you send me receipts of your proof of donation to various organizations that benefit Black Lives Matter and and you know are actively uplifting Black voices. And in return, I sent a bunch of people personalized videos of me just saying hi. And uh, I just wanted to give you an update that. The total that I received of receipts was $2,360. That's before my donation. So that is wonderful. And thank you guys so much for doing that. Okay, I want to read a couple of ghost stories before we get to Linnea. These are some stories that have been sent to me. Now, something else that I I wanted to bring up is that I get tons of ghost stories sent to me and I mean, incredible stories. A lot of times I, I'm, I'm sure I miss them and don't read them on the show. And I feel terrible about that because basically what happens is I see that I get these emails or, you know, messages from various different places of these great ghost stories. And then I read the whole thing because it's just so good and I can't stop reading. And then when it's time to record, I'm like, did I read that on the show? You know, did I read it in an intro? Did I read it with the guest? I don't know. Did I read? Because I know I've read it. I don't know where I read it. So I apologize for that. It's, you know, when it comes to the ghost stories, it's pretty much just me dealing with that. So I'm like, it's hard to keep track sometimes. So if you've sent me a great ghost story over, you know, the course of the time I've been doing this podcast and I haven't read it on the show, there's a good chance I probably just missed it. Um, So please feel free to send it back to me. And again, I apologize. Um, It's really nothing personal. Just send it back to me and be like, hey, (laughs) I've sent this to you before. I don't know if you got it or whatever, because I would love to, I would love to, you know, get to as many as I can. So sorry if I've missed any, but I recently got this email from a person we will call Miss M. Not sure where to start, so I'll just jump in. I'm a middle school teacher and have about 150 students that come through my door every day. Well, before COVID-19. Anyway, I do not want to give any info as to who I am or where I am that I teach, as I do not want to cause any grief to an already grieving family, and the person we are discussing was a minor. Got it. Understood. I had a lovely student who was popular, a promising young girl of color. Everyone loved her, smart, respectful, but still fun and silly. She never caused me an ounce of trouble, and at 13, that says a lot about her character. She was on a trip with her family when a tragic rollover crash occurred and she and another person died at the scene. At this time, it was a Saturday and myself and my partner were out ghost hunting in a graveyard. 
Yep, that's what I was doing on my Saturday night. Anyhow, I obviously had no idea what had happened till the next day it was on the news. I was devastated. I had her in my first period class and knew that the next morning in class was going to be really hard. I will mention that we picked up some anomalies that seemed intelligent on the video that night in the cemetery not far from the crash site. Not sure if that was a coincidence or not. The next day, I was preparing in my classroom for class and I could not get anything electronic to work. It was all acting very strange, like nothing I had ever seen before or since. The computer wouldn't work, the projector wouldn't connect, I had to scrap my original plan because it mysteriously didn't work. I even said to myself, hey, student name, is that you? Anyhow, I had to deliver the grim news to my first period class and we just sat in silence and mourned for an hour. The next day, Tuesday, the electronics seemed to work much more smoothly and though there was a somber mood, things were still moving on and students were allowed to make posters in remembrance of the student instead of doing their assigned work, etc. in order to begin the healing process. As the week went on, at home, I began to feel a different presence. I was ignoring it and thought maybe we had brought something home from the cemetery. It did not feel negative or strong, but I had a few glimpses of something out of the corner of my eye, and I felt like someone was waiting for me in the house. It was a little strange. I said nothing to my partner because he is the sensitive one in the relationship to the other side of the veil. So I guessed that if he had not said anything about it, then I was making things up in my head. One night, probably that Friday night, we had a few drinks, sat around and watched TV, and my partner said, Do you feel something in the house? I was like, yeah. I didn't want to alarm you or make something up. So I didn't say anything. So we discussed and agreed it was since we had been to the cemetery that Saturday night six days before. We decided to communicate with it. It was an old southwestern cemetery with wooden crosses and such. So I was thinking we were going to talk to Margarita who died in the 1880s or something to that effect. But instead, it was someone much younger. We figured out through communication my partner as the medium, that it was my student who was not sure what to do. Through my partner, I told her to go to her mom. She said she did and that she couldn't see her. I said, go in her dreams. She said, oh, I hadn't thought of that, Miss M. And that I'm, quote, always teaching her things. It was a full discussion with this girl. I said, make sure you make contact with your mom. And then she would be able to move on. Her response was that she was grateful and had to leave to go say goodbye to her mom. It was about 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., so perfect timing to go communicate with her grieving mother. We were in tears, obviously. I went into the kitchen and I turned around to look at the room I was just in. I don't know why, I must have felt something. But when we were communicating moments before... I saw her beautiful smiling face with a slight transparent glow in the area of the room where I felt she was. I think that was her saying goodbye. We felt the air clear. 
We were in shock, aside from my partner's father, who passed away a few years ago. We have never had such direct communication with anyone from the other side. I think we were in shock. I couldn't tell anyone about this, as I didn't want to make it about me, or have people at work think I'm crazy, and most of my close friends live in California, so it's nice to share this story with someone who will not judge, and an audience who is hopefully open to it. After she said goodbye, the presence we had felt for the week had gone. So that confirms to me that it was her, not a random ghost from the cemetery, which I prefer anyhow. I also want to mention, to bring the whole story around, that the exact time we were in the cemetery was the time that the crash happened. Could what we caught on camera have been my student? I guess I'll never know. But it's quite the coincidence. What do you think? Love the show. Much love and adoration, Roz. Best, Miss M. Wow. Thank you, Miss M. That is... I mean, that's so sweet how you guys communicated with the little girl um, to get that closure with her mom. Um, thank you so much for sending that to me. All right. I have got one more story. This one is from Arina, who wrote in our Facebook group. And P.S. Arina was also in one of our early listener episodes. Arina writes, Sorry, this is a really long story, but I had a really weird experience last night at the wood shop that my boyfriend and I work at. You work at a wood shop? Okay, this is cool. So we go in really late at night to work on our sculpture projects because both of us are night owls and we know we can have free reign of the space because no one else will be there. Around midnight, we were both working when out of the corner of my eye, I notice a person walking along the back wall of the shop, about 25 to 35 feet away from where I'm sitting. He was wearing a baseball hat, a t-shirt, and orange earplugs, so I figured that he was a maintenance or custodial worker for the building or something. I looked up at the man and made a sort of awkward eye contact with him because I got the feeling he also thought no one would be there that late, and I was a little startled because I wasn't expecting to see anyone besides my boyfriend all night either. My boyfriend, Nick, is sitting at a table behind me, but facing the wall where the man is where the man is walking, and I hear the man say something to Nick, uh, and he responds with, "Okay." The man then walks into the area where the bathrooms are, but I don't actually see or hear him open either of the bathroom doors since there is a shelving unit blocking my view in that direction, but Nick can see that corner from where he's sitting. During this time, I'm not really paying attention anyway because I have my headphones in and I'm carving foam, which is kind of loud. A while later, probably 20 minutes or so, Nick gets my attention and says, Hey, did you see that guy come in here? And I said, yeah, kind of weird. Does he work here? Nick says he's never seen him before and then asks if I saw the man leave the bathroom. I said I hadn't, but I wasn't really looking to see if he did. Nick, who had a better view of the bathrooms than I did, said that he didn't see him leave either. We joked about how weird it was and what he could be, quote, doing in there, and we both went back to work. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a wood shop. I'm sure he was uh, he's probably dropping a couple of logs in there, if you know what I'm saying. 
All right, back to the story. About 20 more minutes pass and we're getting weirded out slash concerned. Nick suggests we go check on the man because maybe something bad happened and he needed help. I walk with Nick to the back of the shop and we open the men's bathroom door and the automatic lights come on. The bathroom is empty and we check every stall. We do the same thing for the women's bathroom. Same thing. I should note that the bathrooms are the only thing in that back corner. There are no other doors, windows, etc. or places to hide. Nick starts to freak out a little bit, so we recount the entire situation to each other. We both saw him in the same spot, and Nick recalls the man saying something to him about how he was going to use the restroom. After that point, both of us agree that we didn't hear anything, no doors opening or toilet flushing. The bathroom doors aren't loud, but the doors that lead outside from the shop are since you need to push a crash bar to get out. I'm trying to rack my brain to remember if I saw him leave, but decide that I couldn't have because I would have seen him in my peripheral vision based on the position, and Nick would have definitely seen him since he was at the table facing the bathrooms. Anyway... Nick is a hardcore skeptic, and he himself said it was the closest thing to anything paranormal happening to him. We both recounted to each other what the man was wearing, and that he just looked like a normal solid person, and the shop is very brightly lit. So, what do you guys think? Ghost? Or some kind of glitch in the Matrix situation? Have any of you had experiences that similar? She writes in the Facebook group. So thank you, Arina, for uh, sending me that. That is spooky. And if you guys want to comment or um, ask her questions or something, join the Facebook group. Ghosted by Roz Dress Falez. Okay, it is time for my chat with Linnea Quigley. On with the show! Hello, Linnea, how are you? I'm doing great, Roz. I'm here and I'm alive. <laughs> Where are you at the moment? I'm on my staircase. <laughs> but what part of the world are you in? Are oh, you in, I'm California? in California now? I'm back in California. I was in Florida, which is a horrible place. But <laughs> Why I'm do back you say in that? California. Yeah, uh, man. It's like I got along there, like, oh man, it, it clashed. Really? Because you're from uh, Iowa, right? Yep. Yep. I sure am. You know, it's funny. I I don't know that I've ever talked to somebody from Iowa on this show. And we, you know, we talk about ghosts and we talk about different hometown ghosts. And I mean, when you were growing up there, did you know of any of the local lore in that sense? Well, there were supposedly ghosts in my great uncle's mansion because um, yeah there were supposed to be ghosts of him when he died he died on my second birthday and they they were the founders of chiropractic and so he had this place and they say that his ghost still lives there really yeah but you never experienced it i never experienced it but I feel a really strong bond with him, even though I was two when he passed. It's like, yeah. I feel a really strong bond. Have you ever encountered a ghost? 
I personally haven't, but a lot, well, there was one when um, my bass player, Haiti Pamar, was staying at my house for a while in California and it seemed to hate her. It just like did all these things. She said that one night she woke up and it was like, there was this black type of shape of a man, like in a black suit or something. And he was clapping and waking her up. What? Yeah. But you had never encountered this entity? No, I, I don't think ghosts like to bother me. They're afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've seen your movies. They're they've probably like, oh, she's dealt exactly. with worse. <laughs> exactly. They're afraid of me. They're like, oh, don't bother her. She'll just be a pain in the ass. <laughs> but do you believe in them? I do. Yeah. I mean, your energy has to go somewhere. Right. So I think if you are really like close to a person or a place, your energy is probably there. Yeah. Well, how do you, uh, so you do tarot. So uh, now is, is tarot in your opinion or your experience, is that paranormal? I never, I never really know. I've talked to so many different people that read tarot and a lot of people have different, like, you know, uh, I think it's, I think it's intuitive type of, um, I think everybody's intuitive, like, and like animals and stuff. And I think we are, but we block it since we only use 10% of our brain. So the tarot cards are like, for me, a, um, like a prop almost. Okay. You know, to look at, but it comes into my head and it's like, you, you get the first image and even though you think it might be wrong, you say it. Okay. So it just helps as like a medium for you know, if you're reading someone's cards, they can look at the cards instead of you sitting there and going, oh, you have a, a dad that's name is Norm and, you know, your uncle was named Norm, you know, instead of something like that, which might freak them out. So do you, do you think that you have psychic abilities? Yeah, I do. I do. Really? I what think about- everyone does. I do too, to be honest, but you think you're pretty tapped into it? Yeah. But, you know, it's like I need to use it more on myself because a lot of times I don't trust it. And I, you know, I analyze things too much and then I do something. I'm like, oh, my God, why didn't I trust that feeling that I get? Yeah, the intuition. Yeah. But can you, you know, have you had moments where you like predict the future? Is that part of an ability that you have? Uh. A little bit, but not like far out, you know, like, you know, oh, we're going to have an earthquake, you know, in a week or two. It's like kind of immediate type stuff. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I think there's so many um, things that can happen that change stuff. I always wonder when people are doing tarot, like, or if they're psychics and they sort of, um, you know, they see something that's like troubling. Like, what do you, what do you do? Do you, do you tell the, like, what do you tell the person? Depending on what it is, I will warn them if it's something bad. Um, I don't like to say, oh, you know, I see the 
death, you know, coming, but I've never seen that. Thank goodness. You know, seen like something like I can't see really far into the future or anything. It's mainly the here and now of like the feelings different people have. Okay. But that's an interesting question. I never thought of that. Yeah. I, I Well, that's, I think that's where my mind just goes. I'm like, but wait, what if you tell me something I don't want to hear? Exactly. I only, I only want to hear what I want to hear, but um, I want to wait. How, how do you, how does somebody get uh, a tarot reading with you? I want to do that. Oh, okay. They go to my website, which is Facebook. I guess that's how you do it. I'm so technically bad, uh, but you go to the um, original Facebook for me, and then there's a store there, and you just like click on it. Amazing. Okay, sign me up. Okay. <laughs> totally. Um, but you know what? I can't. Don't tell me a lot about yourself because if I know about the person, it is so hard because all, all these other things come in like, oh, you know, she's wearing green and, you know, uh, uh, you know, that's her favorite color. And, you know, like all these things come in that are, that I know about you. And right. So then does that make you second guess? Like, yeah. Yeah. I can, I oh, can yeah. see that. It well, gets I, really mixed up. Well, plus I feel like if I was doing a reading on somebody, which I'm not, I think I definitely have some abilities, but I always say it like not to the point where I could like do it for people. Like I just don't trust myself that much, but I, I, I feel like I would be so self-conscious that people would think I, you know, was going through their social media and figuring things out ahead of time or like, you know, cheating um, a little bit. Yeah. Right. I understand. Because there are a lot of people out there that do that. You know, there's a, there's a um, lot of, I feel like it's an easy way to like, for if someone wants to do a a shady i wouldn't doubt it you know um i've never thought of doing that because it's like i want to stay true but there i've seen psychics and they get clues from people when they see them because i do it over the phone usually yeah but there's like little clues like if they're wearing a wedding ring there's like the things that people always are you know, wanting to know about. And then I've seen psychics like go, oh, you know, you're close to somebody with an M in their name. And then they go, I can't think of it. Oh, no, it's a W. Or I you know, know. They, they keep going. And it's like, of course, you use like the the letters that are most frequently used. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it a P? Or maybe it's an A. Yes. Like- yes. Yeah, that is shady, but that won't happen with you. So go to Linnea Quigley's Facebook page to get a legit reading. Oh, thank Um, you. (laughs) Uh, I I wanted to hear this story about you're working on a reality show uh, at a haunted place. Yes, Uh, we did this show in a bookstore. The bookstore's up in Wrightwood, and it's called Sheldon's, and it's an old, old bookstore with a ton of books and videos and, you know, all this crazy stuff, rescued animals, 
And the people that bought it have had like really weird encounters with ghosts. And they brought in a couple ladies that were traveling there and they were psychic and they came into the bookstore and they, they sensed something and they sensed it was like kind of in the, in the Western type of days where there were madams and, you know, call girls and cowboys and all that stuff. And the one madam was stuck there and an older man and another man. And they like, they would ask her questions, the madam. And she ended up wanting to be with the guy that was like the owner of the bookstores. And his wife is like, well, I don't mind if you're with dead people. <laughs> she had a crush. You can cheat on me with a dead person. Yeah. <laughs> they've had like axes and books fall out and the psychics seeing things that weren't there in the picture. And like they took a picture and there was like a man in the background with an ax. What? Yeah. Oh my God. So what is the show? You could see it. You could make it out. What is the show? How do we see this? Oh, um, you go to, you can get it through YouTube. It's www. I don't need to say the W's. Why do I do that? (laughs) It's okay. Okay. Dragon, D-R-A-G-O-N, flicks, F-L-I-X, dot biz, B-I-Z. Okay. And it's, so what is, what is that show? You guys go to different haunted places? No, the first one was about the haunted place. Okay. And then the next one, which we'll do Saturday, I assume, there's a guy coming out from Davenport, Iowa, and he's going to work with my dogs because I have a rescue sanctuary. And, you know, because I have so many and he's going to work with the dogs in, you know, he's kind of like a dog whisperer. He's going to like help me with their behaviors. He's a behaviorist and we're going to film it all for the rescue and everything like that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I just got three kittens in yesterday that need homes. (gasps) Wait, how do people find those? Yeah. It's punk for pussies. P-U-S-S-I-E-S. Okay. I'm going to check that out. Um, Well, you know, animals are, you know, famously uh, have abilities to see ghosts. It's believed. Do you believe that? I do. I do believe that. So when you were living in that haunted house, did your animals ever pick up on anything? I think they did. Um, They seemed like they were doing things that were like unsafe. And then one time it didn't like Haiti and she went outside and it locked the door on her. Cause she was banging on the door and I'm like, did you lock it? She goes, no. And it like locked her out. Wow. I wonder what they had against her. She's a great person, but she had this weird, weird energy about her. Like a lot of bad things would happen around her. I don't know why. Hmm. Cause she rescues, she is a great person, but 
there's something around her that's, you know, you have to trust your gut and it's just weird. Interesting. Yeah. I guess there are some people that just attract things like that. I think so. I think so. Do you want to hear some ghost voices? Yes, I do. (laughs) Okay. It is time for EVPs or EVPs. Do you know what an EVP is? Um, it's a it's a wavelength or something, is it? Or well, it's electronic voice phenomenon. So it's like when you watch those ghost hunter shows and they capture yes. a ghost talking. Yes. So I go to YouTube and I find different people's EVPs that they've posted at different haunted locations. And you know, I like to have my guests guess what the ghost is saying, or you know, what what they think maybe the paranormal investigator thought the ghost is saying. Okay. And sometimes it's an EVP, sometimes it's an EV police. Oh, that's funny. I like <laughs> that. So, okay, this, I, I wanted to, you know, go back to your home state. So that's why I was doing some research. And I found out that Iowa is like real haunted. And oh. I found, okay, first place that I found an EVP uh-huh. at is this place. I hope I'm saying it right. Velisca Axe Murder House. Oh my God, I didn't know about that. Oh my gosh, it's really scary. Where is okay. It? Uh, I want to say that that's the town, Velisca. I don't um, know where that is. It, uh, let me see here. Well, it seems to be known for its murder house. <laughs> Oh my God. There's I'm a, sure they're so happy about that. It seems to be, it's actually the kind of place where they have tours for people to come in at, I think, every day of the week. They also do overnight. Uh, they, they, the website even says bring your uh, sleeping bag and pillow. You can stay overnight and do some oh. investigation. So uh, on visit, or it's uh, velisca.iowa.com. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? This probably all started after I left because when I was there, people didn't really talk about this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this particular incident happened in 1912. Here, I'll read you what it says on the website on VeliscaIowa.com. It says, on a quiet residential street in this small town sits an old white frame house. On a dark evening, the absence of lights and sounds are the first indication to visitors that this house is different from the other homes that surround it. Upon closer inspection, you'll notice its doors and windows are tightly closed and covered. An outhouse in the backyard suggests that this house does not occupy a place in the 21st century, but somehow belongs to another era or another story. A weather-beaten sign hanging from the decrepit front porch warns rather than welcomes. It's the murder house. The walls still protect the identity of the murderer or murderers who bludgeoned to death the entire family of Josiah Moore and two overnight guests on June 10th, 1912. Almost 97 years later, their secret continues to draw many visitors to her door. Uh, Visits by paranormal investigators have provided audio, video, and photographic proof of paranormal activity. 
<sighs> it seems wow. like a really vicious story of an axe murder that took place. It does. Place. I'm surprised because we were like always like into ghosts and the paranormal when I was growing up. So I'm surprised I did not know about that. Yeah. But we didn't have the internet. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes a big difference. But here, let me play oh, you yeah. a ghost voice, because luckily, okay. one of the great things about the Internet is people uh, post their ghost voices that they capture. Um, so this is the first one. This is from Velisca. Let me know what you think this okay. ghost is saying. Linnea. Okay, now it has been edited a little bit and cleaned up to take away some of the uh, background noise. It's kind of hard to decipher. It's really hard. Um, did he Here, say let me play it again for you. or something? Or Here, let me play. Here's the original version. That was like the edited version. Here's the original. Okay. It's like a really quiet whisper. Let me play the edited okay, version. Let me hear it again. Okay. Something this? Um, oh, that yeah, was well, Actually, that's pretty good. Here, I'll give you some options. It's one I of these. I want this or something. Um, okay, is it A, I don't care about this? Is it? Oh, okay. I heard this, but I couldn't get the other. I've got a couple other options. Is it B, I like praying mantises? Is it C, you'll be here next? Or D, you are a Karen about this. Anyway, maybe oh, the funny. ghost wanted to speak to the manager of the house. Um, here, let me play it again and let okay. me see what you think. I hear oh, I'm going to be a Karen about this. No, you do? <laughs> well, it's uh, I don't care about this, which I will say you can hear better. Uh, if you go to the posting of it on YouTube, which is um, posted by Para Sarah. Um, oh, so it is this at the end. Yes, it's I don't care about this. Here, let's Yeah, I could hear this, but I couldn't get the other. Here, I'll play it. That's interesting. I don't care about this. I actually really hear it. I'm going to say that's an EVP and not an EV police. Oh, good. Okay. That's pretty <laughs> That's pretty spooky sounding. Well, here's one more. Now, this is from the Edinburgh Manor, which mm -hmm. is in Scotch, Scotch Grove, Iowa, um, which is another spooky place. Here's one thing I read about it. This is from TravelIowa.com. It says, the Edinburgh property is one of is more than meets the eye. Initially designed as a courthouse, the original building was redone in the mid-1800s to be a poor farm. So this, okay, this was posted on YouTube by Brittany Kotner. And weirdly, it was posted on May 3rd of 2020. So it actually just oh. happened. Oh my God. Yeah. So tell me what you hear here. Okay. Okay. Did you hear something? Yes, I did. Um, I'll play it again. Ooh. Oh my God. It almost sounded like arrest me now or. Um... You know, it's funny. I heard something like that too. Um, okay, here's some options. 
Okay. Is it A, today is very peaceful. B, my favorite dog is a beagle. C, that's because you attract crazy people. Or D, it's just kind of well, not really anything. Here, I'll play it again. Okay. Oh, wow. They believe it's that's because you attract crazy people. Um, oh, really? Which, which it almost, I heard hear. two things. I, I heard this is like so weird. Happy birthday, Bob. And <laughs> I know it's like, that's what I heard. And then the other one was um, the other one I said. Happy um, birthday, Bob. Happy now. Yeah. Is that Wait, like. Well, now that you know that it's uh, that they heard, that's because you attract yeah. crazy people. Here, let's hear it one more time. Did you hear it? Not really. Can I we get can we get an EV please from Linnea Quigley? That's an EV please. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Linnea. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to. So when I was also looking up Iowa, I was I found this place, the Stony Hollow Road, which is in Burlington, Iowa. And wow. it's okay. This is from also traveliowa.com. And it says the lonely road in Burlington is said to be haunted by a woman named Lucinda. Reportedly, she threw herself off of a cliff without finding. Uh, after finding her husband ran out on her. It is said that if you say Lucinda's name three times, her ghost will appear. Be warned, however, she lay a. Should she lay a rose at your feet, the legend says you will meet your demise the following day. I think Ooh. that one. I don't know if that one has um, actual, like, uh, documented. Uh, proof of it uh, of her being a, a person i don't i'm not sure i think it was more of like a wise tale kind of oh yeah like um she'll curse you bloody mary and yeah yeah those kind yeah like those Iowa. urban legends you hear about like oh she's on this street and in her wedding dress exactly or it's always like you know if you park your car here you know uh ghost children will push it up the hill or something like that oh my gosh i've never heard that one. Oh really i feel like there's a couple no. of towns that have that one you know um, so much oh I, I know so much about ghosts I, one last thing i wanted to share with you um you know this this was posted on newsweek last month well actually i mean now it was it was in april but mm -hmm. <laughs> this kind of made me laugh so in indonesia They've been doing this thing, and we talked about it on the show before, that they, they've been having people dress like ghosts to scare them away um, if they're violating quarantine orders. So, to oh, keep, my gosh. To make them go back home. But I was reading this article that someone sent me from April, and they actually, um, they've been locking people in abandoned haunted like houses that are uh, believed to be haunted <laughs> why why are they doing that you mean to, to like scare to them pun well to punish people that are violating the quarantine you know they're oh, being really that, strict oh uh, my God. to make sure that people are you know staying inside and not you know spreading coronavirus and so if they're caught <laughs> it says oh my God. 
uh, the, this article says Indonesia punishes coronavirus quarantine violators by locking them in haunted houses. <laughs> well, you know what? You'll probably be flying over there like, okay, arrest me. I want to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring the reality show crew and uh exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> when did you get into ghosts? You know, I've been into ghosts my whole life, but I've been doing this podcast since January and I've lived in LA for almost 12 years and you know, I work in entertainment and I'm a comedian and drag queen and I just know so many people that are in showbiz and I just noticed that so many people had these experiences or at least believed in it. And so I thought it would be fun to talk to my friends and since I'm not an expert, but I've learned so much from just hearing people's stories and people's insights. And uh, so now as time goes on, I'm getting more and more into it and I'm learning more and more. Wow. And I even learned a little bit from you today about tarot, so thank you. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know what? I think I don't, it's hard for me, I think, to see a ghost because my mind is so, my dad was like a doctor and it's like scientific, you know, it's like they don't believe in a lot of that stuff. Mm. I mean, it's, it's a fringe science, you know, it's not, um, you know, it's not like there's concrete uh, evidence that I think, I think if you do work in science and you are able to you know, work in a lab with actual uh, evidence of whatever it is you're studying. It's it's much different than hearsay and you know videos oh, yeah. that could possibly be doctor. You know, it's hard for people to comprehend that if um, they're scientists. I can imagine. Right, but you know, I do believe in it. I I really do. I just unfortunately haven't. You know, I would like to see one actually. Would you want to go ghost hunting? Is that something you, well, I guess you kind of did, huh? Yeah. Well, a little bit, but, you know, it would be cool to go at night and it'd be scary. Yeah. Well, do you get scared? I mean, I'm, I know it's kind of a silly misconception, but having been in so many horror movies, do you, do you feel like, I, I mean, I know it's way different when you're making it, but do you kind of feel like, oh, I've, I've I've been around so much scary stuff. Uh, nothing scares me. Or do you think you well, would get scared? I'm scared of real people. They're the ones well, yeah. that scare me. That's what I'm scared of. But like um, demons and um, stuff like that, I'm not scared of. Interesting. Were you like raised the with religion? Exorcist didn't scare me. I was not scared of the exorcist at all. And I was, I think, 16 or 15 when I saw it. I was raised Catholic, and so that's the scariest oh. thing ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Linnea, um, thank you so much for doing this. I, like, I, I'm such a fan, and this is such an honor. I, I hope that we can get to do some conventions or do something fun and, and meet each other face-to-face. Oh, that would be so fun. That would be really fun. And I love your voice. It's really cool. Oh, thank you. And now I'm a fan of you. So ah! it's like... Yes, yes. What an honor. Um, well, can you tell people, you know, where to find you, what you got going on? What's oh, up boy. Yeah. I've got a lot going on. Well, I feel like you I always guess... have 15 new movies coming. Like you're you're you still work nonstop, I feel. Yeah, and it's like 
three this year or four, I can't remember, um, are postponed because of this virus. It's right. horrible. I know. And shows, as, as you know, it's like dead. Yeah. Um, so it's like, if you go to that Facebook, the original Facebook, that one's a good way to find me and, and write something or whatever. And then Judy Fox is my manager and she's a good one to call. And what else? Well, you got Instagram. You have um, I've Instagram. Right. Okay. Instagram, Twitter. Facebook. Um, I'm not on Twitter or anything because that thing confuses me way too much. <laughs> uh, I'm not well, what a is, tweeter. What are the movies that you have coming out? Eventually. Uh, okay. The last Thanksgiving uh oh the barn two if you didn't know there was a barn one but in two i'm in it a lot and then the the um buzz cut which was filmed in new zealand then yeah oh my god the people are so nice there it's so cool there you also did a uh a film with drag queens that i have not oh seen oh my gosh yet. yes i did oh my god what's the name is it drop death dead drop, gorgeous death drop gorgeous death drop gorgeous okay death drop i yes, saw a trailer for it but i haven't seen and it brandon yet. is like the best he's so cool of a guy yeah i want to check it out i love that and then i have the moulin rouge sanctuary and rescue which is here which in los can, angeles I have a GoFundMe for that on my original Facebook because like I said, I have a lot of dogs and right now I have one, two, three, five cats. Wow. Well, thank you so much uh, for doing this. I appreciate it like crazy. Um, so thank you. And I hope you uh, stay safe and I hope you have a great time. And I literally, I r- seriously will be booking a tarot uh, appointment with you soon. <laughs> Thank you, Linnea. And if you guys need a tarot reading, you know who to hit up. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure you are subscribed. And I would love it if you could, you know, maybe put an Insta story up or tell your friends about the podcast. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you have a ghost story, you could leave it in a five-star review. Or you could send it to me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com or leave it in the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dressfulness. And uh, we also have a Facebook page, Ghosted by Roz Dressfulness. I have a Facebook page. I also have a Twitter and an Instagram at Roz Dressfulness. And um, that's about it. So I love you guys, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Brains Avenue, a podcast network.